Hello, and welcome to our community call. Um, so, the first bit of big news, the first biggest thing, I think. Our company is officially filed in the United Kingdom. We have a limited liability partnership. Yes, we do. So, this is a, I mean, this is a, a, a very big step forward. This uh, is establishing us as an official entity, as a, you know, legal entity, and lets us pursue many of the things that we have been wanting to and, and been talking about, such as uh, opening the greater the project up to the greater public and not just um, uh, early adopters, uh, as well as moving, helping us move towards uh, pre-sale, doing it in a legal way. Um, and along with this, uh, we, in order to file the company, we needed a, uh, an endorsement in the UK and we received such an endorsement. The, the, uh, endorsing body looked at, at our plan, thought that everything looked, uh, good and up to par. And they, they especially thought that our, uh, legal, um, basically looking at all of the legal regulatory framework, especially how we are FCA compliant, um, which is the, the UK's version of the SEC. Um, all of those things, uh, they thought that we really were hitting things on the on the head and d going about it the right way. Uh, as you guys, I think, already know, we have some uh, attorneys and they have been going through all of the, uh, the compliance as well, making sure that everything we do, including pre-sale, that it's all going to be um, legitimate and totally by the book. Uh, I, I, anybody who's been in the crypto space for some amount of time knows that there's a lot of projects. I, 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 I don't know for certain. I would definitely think, though, that a big majority of projects don't think about these things. They don't think about compliance or regulatory frameworks or anything like that. Um, and when it comes to pre-sale or whatever it is that they end up doing, right, uh, they, they just kind of go about and do whatever it is that they want to do. Um, without considering what any of the laws are. So we want to be here for a very long time. We want to be not only here for a long time, but also a voice in the industry. Um, and we want to be kind of shepherd in a new wave of, of crypto projects and companies that uh, have an eye towards decentralization and uh, try to do things in as transparent and uh, censorship resistant manner um, as possible and keep, his, keep everything on chain and... Yeah. In, instead of taking custody of funds, you know, you can do a lot of the same mechanisms by keeping the, the funds on chain. And then, you know, the, it's it's tremendously safer. Um, well, at, at least if, if the smart contracts are coded the right way. Right. But then that also goes to to us, you know, why we're doing why we did Alpha V1, Alpha V2 and um, why we're looking to get um, an audit in the next uh, sometime with the beta contracts, I think is when we're going to be doing an audit. Um, but we also have all kinds of internal auditing measures and whatnot. And um, I think that this is borne out why Alpha V1, V2 have been pretty good successes as far as the infrastructure is concerned. Um, yeah, uh, I will. I'm also I moved to the uh, to the UK as part of this whole um, endeavor. And uh, of course, my my immigration there, my status uh, relies on the company doing well. So uh, should there be anything bad or whatever, my, uh, my ass is on the line, <laughs> so to speak. Um, yeah, anything happens to the, to the company, um, you know, we're, we're on record and, and legally liable as well as uh, I'd probably get deported and all the rest. So um, just to throw that out there. Um, yeah, over the last uh, few weeks and months, we've been making a lot of changes to the, um, to the smart contracts as well as the strategies. Um, 
there's really never a moment that we have stopped developing. Even when we uh, felt that uh, Alpha V2 was pretty well put together, um, we still were continuing to develop the smart contracts, starting to rewrite them, taking uh, best um, best lessons and uh, everything to to basically making it even more robust, better written, more efficient, um, all the rest of it. Especially I know when we were kind of in crunch time with Alpha V2, um, I made some shortcuts in, uh, not in the in the code as far as like how it operates, but in the naming of certain variables. Anybody who's done programming probably knows what I mean. Um, I, I might call a variable star instead of um, star that relates to withdraw or something. And so I obviously knew what it was, but um, if somebody else was uh, trying to audit or figure that out, it, w- it wouldn't be clear. So the, uh, the beta rewrite is... Um, it's also gone a lot faster than um, all of the other uh, versions, version one and version two, especially because, um, yeah, we've just, once you do it enough times and you know which features need to be in there and how they interact and operate, it's a lot easier to make it into a readable format that anybody can see. Um, so we, even before V2 launched, we were already working on rewriting it and working on beta. Um, the beta contracts are already in testing. Um, with Alpha V2, I don't think we started testing until about December, having released Alpha V1 in about uh, yeah September, right? Early September. So this has been quite a bit faster um, to, to get to the testing point. And um, along with that, there's a lot of comments. There's a lot of... Um, you know the the clarity of variable names and functions and everything else is vastly improved. Um, some of that we will be we're, we're going to w- deliberate with you know it, all of the devs. Um, we're all going to talk together and uh, see how much of this we can make open source. We want to. It's important for us that we are transparent with ev- everybody who uses um, our service and with all of you guys, of course, and. Um, we want to try and find a sweet spot where we are show a lot of the, the code open source that anybody can see and verify, um, but not everything so that somebody could just come in, copy paste it, and then all of a sudden we did all this development work, but um, somebody else can just, you know, kind of run away with it. Um, especially people who maybe have other, have, have VCs or deeper pockets and then, you know, can be kind of getting in front of people first. Um, so that's just something we need to talk about. Um, but yeah, we are trying to make, uh, as much of this open source as we can, uh, moving into beta. Um, so on this, uh, 2023 goals, the endorsement we got, we have the innovator visa, the company is now filed. Um, now it's really turning into, uh, sister community outreach and, um, going on to social media, making sure that people know who we are, um, both Potato and I will be going to the Avalanche Summit in early May in Barcelona, and that will be, I think, pretty huge. We're going to do our best to uh, raise awareness for our project and uh, get additional partnerships and anything else in there. Um, as uh, as I think we've kind of shown, we really want to be um, sticking to our uh, ethos, kind of our principles. We don't want to be taking uh outside funding and then let people have you know sway over our company or whatever um our our real our intent is really to keep this as the the three of us as the primary legal owners and then if anybody wants to partner you know we we talk uh tokens or or something along those lines or perhaps you know some kind of um uh if there's somebody who wants you know a lot of like they want to throw millions into the bot or something you know we we kind of have to do a 
a one-on-one talking with them about it. Um, but yeah, so th- that's basically the uh, the thinking there. We're not trying to, um, I don't know, just like flip the business or something. This is obviously our, our baby and we want to keep it as such. Uh, and so the out public alpha product, um, that's more or less what V2 is, right? If you fill out the form, then you, you get in uh, to the to alpha V2 and you can use it. Um, we're working on a new um, FCA compliant uh, kind of disclaimer. Um, there's no KYC, still not. You, you, that's really a thing that we want to maintain. We want to maintain that you don't need to give us your passport or other identifying information like that. Um, I think it's. I think all of us think that it's important for decentralization and for censorship resistance, and also, uh, you know, we. I, I don't want to see your passport or have that in my possession or our possession, and and likewise, you don't. You know, I I don't really like giving it out to Coinbase or Binance or these other places, right? So we're trying to 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 stick with that for sure. Now, um, that's not going to be a thing. And um, yeah, again, just working with the FCA to make sure that we're compliant uh, so that we don't have to do um, KYC. Um, Yeah. As far as the strategies go, um, we did a lot of um, work, Potato and I did, we did a lot of work on trying out different things. When a... It's one thing when a human trades because we can take in all this extra information, this external information, such as um, what is the Fed doing, what are they not doing, what um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, is there a particular news event that came out about a bank or about a uh, certain big company or something? Right. We we can take all these things into account. We can also look at okay, well, just generally, what is the stock market doing? How does that, this relate? When it comes to an automated strategy, though, the computer is only, you guys kind of probably see this a little bit with ChatGPT, a computer only knows exactly what you tell it. So if you tell it, okay, when this moving average is above price or below price, do this thing, and it is completely emotionless, and it will just do it, and it will take in no external information. And so on the one hand, this is very... It's excellent for reliability and efficiency and just making sure that you get that trade, right? Don't don't second guess yourself. Just do this thing that I'm telling you to do. The downside, though, is if you just have it run something like triple confirmations, just the TC up or down, you run the risk of the bot just listening to each one of those blindly and not looking at the the bigger picture, you know, potentially analyzing divergences as well as looking at the the higher time frames and looking at additional trend parameters. So one of the things we did here was to basically take that triple confirmation strategy. We already built on top of it a little bit with Alpha V1, but now with Alpha V2, we've really gone in and spent some good time uh, making a lot of different uh, experiments and seeing what sticks, what doesn't, uh, taking best lessons. And I think the strategy that we have now on the three hour, uh, which does take the 12 hour into account, just like normal triple confirmation takes the four times larger time frame into account. Um, all these things uh, have kind of culminated in this strategy that I think is much better. Um, if you look at the the strategy tester tab at the bottom, it actually says the that I think, is it uh, six out of seven trades, I believe, have been profitable. And so this is going back six months to October. So since October, it would have returned over 60% net profit. This is including, remember that 60% is including a 2% hit on every trade. So in other words, 1% slippage on entry, 1% slippage on exit, because we're doing everything on chain, right? When you go to an actual, like a centralized exchange, uh, you're not getting 1% slippage, you're getting some fraction of that, right? Um, 
a tenth of a percent or a twentieth of a percent. So even putting ourselves behind the eight ball, so to speak, with one percent on both sides, it's still over sixty percent in profit over the last six months. Uh, with I believe six out of seven profitable, which is a massive eighty-five percent of all trades being profitable, and a profit factor of twenty-five. Um, I, I think, truth be told, anything that's really over—I mean, I've done a lot of automated stuff the last couple of years. It's kind of what I really wanted to get into. Um, I think that anything over two is quite excellent, and anything in between one and two, it's like mm, you know, it's maybe okay. You see something like 25, uh, that's pretty, pretty ridiculous. Um, so, and, and this is really due in part because nobody knows the, the triple confirmation strategy or how it works as well as the baked potato. So having him there and me knowing Pine and me understanding the, how, how actual computers think and like what works, what kind of doesn't, um, we were able to, to sit down and really spend some good time, um, working on the actual strategy and i think that the results here in the tester show for it uh, you know on the current trade it would have entered at uh i mean it did enter at but it, it entered at a higher price closer to twenty three thousand. here it would have entered at twenty two three hundred um the only reason it really entered higher um was because of the usdc dpeg event um which gave us another lesson that we need to have basically a price reference in the bot before we execute. And of course, this trade as of today would be something like, uh, what, 8 9% in the profit. Um, and yeah, I, I think that if we have another, you know, we'll see what happens, but the bot still likes this, so it's still long, and we'll see how, how it turns out. Um, yeah, this could very well make the bot 7 out of 8 trades profitable, and that's uh, I think that's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, this also goes... To what I said, I think uh, quite a while ago, that the first thing to do is get the basic infrastructure, you know, the smart contracts, the website. Then, you know, we can all this stuff, the strategy. I mean, you guys didn't see any, uh, th- you didn't have to do anything to get the benefit of a new strategy, right? Because it's a, it's all in trading view. So this is one of those things that we can actually upgrade on the fly as opposed to smart contracts, which um, you can't and, and they shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to edit them on the fly because. You know, then you have that whole immutability issue. Um, one of the things coming up um, that we're going to be working on, uh, this strategy still just does full entries and exits. Uh, we're going to be working on, uh, we've already started working on this, editing this strategy so that it can take uh, it can take profit and it can have a stop loss and it can do partial entries, partial exits. And that's something that we're working on. Uh, the the stra- This trading view side already has some of that. And then in the smart contracts for beta, we already have basic support for that. Um, we'll see how how we get on. Uh, obviously, we're we're in the testing phase now. Some of the the early tests certainly show that it is going to work. Um, but you know, before we actually make a formal announcement and say, "Yep, we support partials," uh, yeah, we got to see some some better testing results. Um, but certainly, that's that's our intent is to test it thoroughly, make sure it works. And if you can do partial entries and exits, then it, you you move yourself down the risk management or, the, or like you have better risk management. You move yourself kind of down the risk curve because instead of instead of needing to say, OK, well, I guess we just throw everything in long right now. We can say, well, two out of the three things match up. So let's open up 30 percent long or something. Right. Um, one thing that I don't think that we'll be able to do is to have both long and short open. That's again a uh, kind of a hallmark of 
um, the the beginning and ends of uh, trades on with triple confirmation because a lot of the times you'll you'll take a starter entry before the act the the previous trade is completely closed. Um, but you know, again, we're basically basing this um, automated strategy on triple confirmation, and there's going to be some some uh, differences between the two. Um, yeah, I think I think the partials is going to be quite a game changer as far as the strategy is concerned. Um, moving on to pre-sale and vesting plus and everything with that, uh, we're going to be we've already implemented actually in the smart contracts, but we're testing it now. Um, the having a referral code, so being able to um, go into pre-sale, generate a referral code, um, and here you can see the the mock-up in the bottom right. Uh, our intent is also for you to be able to choose your own referral code. Um, if you don't want to choose it, then you can just set it to your your address. And so if somebody just copies your address and puts it in, it'll do it. But the referral code is technically a, it's text, not actually an address. Uh, so if you wanted to, you could make your um, your referral code uh, I get monies or forever monies. And uh, and yeah, anybody with that referral code will get a bonus 2.5% on any TC that they um, purchase. And you will also get an additional, uh, you, the person giving the code, will also get 2.5%. So this is another incentive that we have to spread awareness and get more people involved in the project and to basically build out our our entire uh, community and uh, user base. Um, yeah, I think referral codes um, are really a, 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 a pretty cool way to do that. And it makes a, a lot of logical sense. It's also, all of this is on chain. The referral code is, is available and you can view it on chain. So it's not, um, there's no centralized server here to, to worry about or anything. And the bonus TC likewise is all calculated in the smart contracts. So it, again, no, uh, no centralized server or anything needed. Um, yeah, bef- before I go on to Jonas or, or Adam, you guys have anything to add to the referral codes? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean maybe Adam can add uh, what the referral code does, why we implemented that. That would be great. Oh, yeah, boy. What it does. Well, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not really too, too much to it. You guys want to, you know, it, it, obviously the incentive portion of, you know, you get something out of it. The person you're giving this code gets something out of it. And then, you know, then on and then forth, that next person can share their code or, you know, anything and everything. So, um, we really just wanted to give you guys one more thing that, you know, you feel good about. You're getting a little something out of it. They're getting a little something extra out of it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, basically, what the referral code does is you create your referral code, whatever it is. You send it to a person that you want to refer. So you say, hey, Grandma, TC is an awesome project. You can make money over there. No financial advice. And... <laughs> Then your grandma uses your code while she's signing up, and then um, your grandma gets 2.5% more tokens, and you get 2.5% of that amount that your grandma bought too. So basically, you get 2.5% extra from the amount that your person that you referred bought, and the person that buys it gets 2.5% more tokens too. Everybody wins. That's basically how the system works. So when you refer more people... You get more bonus, and all the people that you refer get 2.5% extra. So 
it's beneficial for somebody to enter a code and it's best beneficial for you to share your code. And exactly. your code and you you can only uh you can set your code to anything you like. Uh it's only settable once though. And um your code is unique. So after you set it, let's say you set it to forever monies, nobody else can use that referral code, but they could somebody could set, you know, forever monies two or something else, some new uh text. Just another way to incentivize um with pre-sale as well as to uh give you guys even more tokens and who doesn't love tokens that is right okay we have a busy schedule here so let's move on to the vesting plus i mean we talked about that a couple times but um maybe you can go over it again you know what are the rewards how does it work and we can sure. show it here now nicely in our mock-up so i think it's good to talk about this again oh yeah um so when you get when you do uh, vesting plus, depending on the uh, there's a, a minimum threshold for each uh, NFT tier, um, as well as a percentage. Um, so long as you hit both of those metrics, the the minimum raw TC count um, and the percentage, then you'll get whatever that uh, NFT reward is, um, and you'll get uh, bonus TC with the the given multiplier. So in, in the in the case of of this chart here. Um, You'll see that the minimum TC vested to get a silver would be four thousand two hundred in a in a single vesting transaction, and the uh, the amount to vest would have to be a hundred percent for one year or fifty percent for two or more years. Um, so if you do fifty uh, percent of your let's say that you have uh, eight thousand four hundred TC total, if you vest fifty percent for two years, you'll get a silver and you'll get uh, the bonus TC that's one times of of whatever the the uh, going rate is. Um, the, the going rate is, uh, it's in the calculator and it's a, it can be a little bit complicated to actually, um, figure all of that out. So we made a, uh, a spreadsheet that you can, it, you can also select your, um, wallet address if you have a snapshot, if you're part of the migration snapshot. And then in the, the second box that's there on, on row six, I believe, um, you can type in any additional TC that you might want to, uh, that you plan to purchase during presale. Um, and then it'll add those, should add those two numbers together, your your migration plus the any additional amount you're going to purchase. And then that's your balance. And you can play around with the vesting percent as well as the vesting years. Um, the number of years to vest are one, two, three, or four. And the um, vesting percent, you obviously can't go up beyond 100%, right? Um, if you vest over uh, 100,000 TC, then you also have a 2% whale bonus, again, to incentivize um, larger holders, especially in the migration to, uh, to, to vest. Um, we, one of the things we learned was, uh, and, and this bore out in the total supply as well as um, here you kind of see it, we gave so many tokens out <laughs> during the Discord games and the early days um that yeah some of the tokenomics here we we had to make some uh some decisions on how to incentivize people to um you know to basically support the project and to um get basically yeah have positive behavior as far as it relates to the project and its longevity um if you want to get all of the nfts um as Jonas is showing right now then you can um then you you can do 50 percent for each one of the uh two three four years and then that'll get you the uh the silver gold legendary etc you can just use the calculator and it'll tell you exactly which nft you'd get and then at the very end then if you have um i think it's sixty nine thousand tokens uh if you have sixty nine thousand at the end uh, and you do that for four years and it's a hundred percent of your vesting then you get the insane as well um yeah and uh these 
uh, Jonas, tell me if this is right. I think it is. These NFTs have the same bot um, benefits as far as reducing fees or boosting up the TCC rewards, um, but they don't give you access to the pothead world, yes. right? Um, yeah. So again, there's still definitely some uh, benefit to having the original, you know, what would we call them? Gen Zero, uh, you know, OG NFTs, right? Um, yeah. And I think the easiest way to explain Vesting Plus and, and whatnot is is the calculator. I think that, that makes it the easiest way. It, we even went the extra mile and put in one year, two year, three or four year and the unlock vesting that you'd get per month, day, hour, minute, even second. Um, and the way that we do this is instead of there being like a, a cliff, like with some other projects, um, you're, as soon as presale ends, then the vesting period starts for everybody. It's the same start time for everybody. And your vesting is unlocked linearly over the entire vesting period. So if you if presale ends and you try and collect one second into one second later, you'll get one second's worth of your vested TC. Basically, you could you could withdraw um, any vestings as well as any um, presale purchases as well as the migration. All of that is in the presale smart contract. And when it all ends, it uh, goes into the bot. Um, that's another just a I guess wrap back around to the smart contract refinement um instead of there being multiple internally we call them bot pool contracts but essentially it's uh different um contracts that deal with tc and tcc and route the usdc to the correct uh trading contract instead of doing it that way we have figured out a way to make um pretty much endless recursion over users um i mean there's a limit but it's very high i mean we're talking probably many millions of people um and so what that means is that instead of needing to have TC deposited over here for this this strategy and then TC on this other contract deposited, we have um, combined them all so that there's just one bot contract to which you would have to deposit TC um, in order to partake in as many strategies as you want. Um, so instead of needing to manage it between strategies and the amount of TC you have, there's just one place. You can just put your TC um, and however many strategies you want to do, you can. The only... Um, charge or whatever is that the weekly fee depending on how many bots you're in like let's say you're partaking on the btc usd strategy as well as the avax usd strategy you would the your weekly fee would be uh 2x right it'd be twice as much whatever it is because you're using two strategies but you wouldn't have to manage your your tc between two different contracts so especially for uh most of the people here and people most of the people in the migration uh snapshot it would be a much easier experience and the the difference between one strategy two three um i don't think that people are really gonna uh, feel that in the beginning uh obviously i think we're gonna have to adjust depending on what the the fiat price does you know we're gonna kind of keep an eye on that and um see how much tc we're actually charging per week but um you know that's that's in the future the the important part to take away here is that we've made it so it's a lot easier to handle so instead of needing to move your tc to different places you can keep it all in the same smart contract in one place and uh, it also means yeah go ahead sorry well um i just remembered we i had a question come up uh last week yeah um basically asking about for people who already have tokens um is there is there pre alpha or sorry, pre-beta tokens going to be vestable? Essentially, are they going to have to wait until beta's out, or are they just going to have to have those, you know, pre-beta tokens in their uh, in their MetaMask or whatever wallet they're using connected to the bot to be able to vest mm. right when we start presale? 
I gotcha. Um, so in this case, like looking at this uh, snapshot right here, uh, in the top right, you can see your snapshot wallet. And um, this is what you would see if you had 20,000 tokens when we took the snapshot. So as soon as you go to the pre-sale smart contract, it would say, yeah, you have a balance of 20,000 tokens. And those 20,000, if you do nothing with it, then it gets deposited into the bot at the end of uh, pre-sale and you have 20,000 tokens in the bot, at which point you could then withdraw it if you like, or you can use the bot as, as we intend um, and use those tokens to pay for the upkeep. Um, if you... If you want to vest them, then as soon as pre-sale starts, those 20,000, they're available to vest right away. And you can do anything you want with them. You could vest all of them in one year or all of them in four years or split evenly between one, two, three, four years or you know anything you want. Um, I would recommend that everybody goes to the calculator and sees what the, the vesting uh, you know shows. We're, we're going to do our best to, to make the UI also show very clearly what the NFT reward would be for your given vesting, um, how it would impact the... Yeah, just anything, any of your rewards, including the um, the two percent whale bonus or yeah NFTs, any of that stuff. Um, so yeah, any any tokens, whatever made it into the the snapshot that I think we've posted the link quite a few times, that is going to be in the presale smart contract, and that's going to be your starting balance of TC um, and TCC. That both of those get migrated. Um, the first time you vest TC, it'll automatically migrate your entire TCC into the bot. Um, if you choose not to vest at all, then when presale ends, your full TCC gets migrated to the bot as well. Does that uh, does that answer it? Sure does. Thank you. Oh yeah, boy. Um, all right. Let's let's keep knocking these things out. Uh, our two pairs that we want to support beyond BTC is ETH USDC and AVAX USDC. Those are the two uh, strategies that we're going to be looking at um, to to work on going into beta during beta um yeah ba ba basically supporting additional at least these two additional pairs uh we we really still like usdc i know over the the week this past weekend there was some questioning about uh it depegging or it being solvent um they very obviously remained resilient and they're one of the most transparent uh stable coins as far as showing reserves and meeting all of the criteria that we like um, we also have a couple articles um, that we posted up about uh, what exactly kind of happened, what led to this, and uh, pretty much all of the depegging. We also, uh, Jonas just posted it in chat as well. This the whole depegging event was not driven really by fundamentals. There, there was no um, report that came out and said, "Hey, they." said that they have 40 billion dollars and 40 billion usdc but in actuality they only have 37 billion dollars and 40 billion usdc well that that didn't there there wasn't one of those people were speculating that circle would lose 100 percent of their whatever funds they had in in silicon valley bank or or any other any of these other ones signature bank etc um but they didn't um and even if they did um a company like that you know they have other it's not like if they lose this money then it's completely irre irreplaceable there's no way to regain the peg right and that's one of the things that we we like about this is that they have the actual fiat reserves uh or treasury notes you know cash equivalents to cover every usdc coin as opposed to something like terra luna that's an algorithmic coin or USDC or USD uh, Tether, that it's very questionable how backed it is and what it is that they actually have. They, I know that they've had some auditing reports, but I think that it's still, to me, it's still a bit opaque exactly what's going on. Um, the other thing that is not really talked about here is out of all of this, because of the FDIC uh, receivership, um, Circle's funds actually got put into 
a systemic bank that is considered too big to fail in the U.S. banking system. And in a way, this almost made USDC more legitimate because instead of their um, the the backing of USDC, the fiat reserves being in banks that could potentially fail, um, and you know they might actually be out some money because they're not um, FDIC insured up to the millions or billions, whatever it is that they have. Um, if they have their deposits instead in a bank that's too big to fail and considered systemic, systemically important to the U.S. banking system, now all of a sudden they are that much more legit. And yeah, we, we just basically think that it's um, still the right choice, the right stablecoin to use uh, as, a, as a pairing against these three um, cryptos, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Avalanche. So we're really excited to have more trading pairs and to um, yeah be able to, to kind of explore additional avenues. Um, on the subject of additional avenues, we are, this is a, a bit further out. We're really working kind of on beta and then presale, but the next things after that would be supporting GMX uh, perpetual um, contracts on chain. Um, so this is, it, it is through a uh, pseudo centralized exchange, right? But all of the actual, um, what, what, do you, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the actual transactions, the actual settlements, th- those all occur on chain. And that's one of the things that we really appreciate here. And they support both Arbitrum and Avalanche, both of which, I mean, we're launching on Avalanche, right? But Arbitrum is the one that we're kind of eyeing most as far as a, a next chain to support. Um, and I think the decentralized futures on GMX would also be, um, obviously, there's a, a bit more third-party risk compared to doing it uh, through OX and all, any kind of decentralized exchanges. Um, because you're kind of locking into one particular exchange. But again, everything's done on chain. And one of the big benefits here is that because the slippage is going to be so much less, it's not going to be 1% entry, 1% exit. You know, we're probably talking fractions of a percent here, uh, much closer to centralized exchanges, like traditional centralized exchanges. We can probably have strategies that are much snappier. They're not we wouldn't necessarily be only locked into kind of swing tra- trading like we are now with on-chain. Um, there would be the chance of having shorter time frames, um, more like scalping strategies, and basically opening up the, the door to um, smaller gains, but more of them over time. Um, and this is a whole new uh, venture for us on top of the all of the on-chain uh, bot that we've already built. And we really don't know what we don't know, but we think that this would be a great partner to um, and a great pathway to basically get that lower slippage, get that higher liquidity potential, um, but still keep it, keep the funds safe on chain. Um, and another thing that we're going to do also on chain is TC funds, which is a pretty massive idea unto itself. Um, the basis of it is people a lot a lot of people don't know different during different market cycles or during rotations of uh which sector of the crypto market is more um in the limelight uh they don't really you know a lot of people myself included we we don't always know what is the best um arrangement in my portfolio should i have a lot more bitcoin right now or should i have is is less good or what is the actual arrangement of of assets and which which projects are really kind of the the gold standard and which other ones is it you know you don't want to have too much exposure to those tc funds is a way that um on chain we can organize your portfolio it's just it's it's purely spot and we can organize your portfolio in such a way um that you are always up with the latest trends and whatever it is that's going on in the market right so during um during larger downtrends probably it would be much heavier invested in uh, bitcoin and ethereum 
And during certain other market cycles, you know, maybe where, where it's more sideways or transitioning into a bull run, potentially um, weaning off of those and, and more uh, exposure into the avalanches and polka dots out there. Um, again, I mean, this is a, a huge thing and kind of separate to the trading bot. It's it's very complimentary, but it is going to be a separate um, service. Um, again, being that it, it doesn't long or short, it's just purely spot. Um, and yeah, I, I, there's a number of... Um, different mechanisms we've been thinking about with this one of them being that you could you know pay some tc or something or maybe just a a percentage of the um the portfolio or something some small percentage to basically do a one-time reallocation or maybe we do some kind of um like how the bot is where you say okay hey this account you know i'm I'm, you you can uh organize it as a portfolio spot um as long as I have you basically approved on my wallet. Um, there's, there's a few things we need to uh, look at in there. I mean, but the, I think that it's a very compelling idea to be able to say, hey, I don't, I don't want to have necessarily in the trading bot. I'd rather just I, I have some um, USDC or something else. Um, and what is like a good portfolio for larger um, capitalization and for like longer holdings? Um, Jonas, do you have anything to, to add about TC funds? No, I think you explained it very nicely. And the the instant allocation, so the first uh, option that Trent was talking about, um, that's a pretty good game changer for the industry. Because just think about we're in the midst of a bear market, you don't pay that much attention, but you stacked up a lot of stablecoin, for example. And let's say you have 10,000 USDC, and now the bull market starts and you're like, okay, I want to put that back into assets to, you know, to gain from the price increase from those assets. So you, we will prepare different funds and explain what each fund will do. And then you deposit your 10,000 USDC with obviously a fee attached or a profit share. We have multiple different ideas. Um, we will internally test what the best idea is and, and get that out. But what it does is you deposit your 10,000 USDC and then it immediately splits it up in the best ratios, in our opinion, the best ratios or um, when our TC DAO is ready, they could set up funds, they could manage the percentages from each of these funds. Um, the community could set up a fund, you know, there's multiple different scenarios we could do that. And then it allocates into these assets. So let's say it allocates 40% to Bitcoin, 30% into ETH, 20% into AVEX, 10% into Polkadot, for example. And then you're ready to go. And when the market cycle shifts again, or it's a big swing in the market, it automatically allocates it back to you and you basically just gained from the spot value of your of your assets because i mean we do this now for for a little while to, to teach people how to trade and um and how to be successful in this market and i think portfolio management is one of the things that a lot of people don't get or it's too complicated to time this right and i think it's very beneficial to the community and i think it fits our brand identity very well it is very nicely connected to the to the trading bot so we were talking about this for a while but now we have the the real ideas for it and i think this feature alone is a game changer i think even people that don't want to get the risk um of trading in our trading bot a spot portfolio manager is a manager is way less risky and way easier to manage so yeah i think that will be an awesome addition to the to the ecosystem yeah very complimentary and um for the people who are in crypto but 
as risk adverse really as you could be they would probably be the ones who would want to do the the one time the instantaneous you know reallocate my portfolio now okay great see you later um and or if you're the type that's you know yeah i want to have some exposure um i don't want to be all in on the trading bot uh i also want to be able to keep up with the market trends then you'd be the type to to actually uh keep it in the smart contract or whatever uh mechanism it is that we um end up having um i mean because it it, we wouldn't necessarily need a smart contract we could do this and well there would have to be one somewhere but instead of you actually putting usdc into the smart contract or whatever it is and then it's splitting or you putting bitcoin in and it's splitting it for you and keeping it there it we could potentially have it so that you approve you you approve our smart contract to do it for you um and in this way yeah so long as the approval is live then uh the the smart contract would be able to basically move the funds and and adjust it when it needs to be you know move it uh swap it and then move it back to you um but yeah either which way again very complimentary service all on chain uh no direct custody or having any um having funds anywhere else other than verified on chain with a, a smart contract as the uh, executor exactly and i mean the execution engine i mean we're using ox for our swaps as you guys know for the for the board and the portfolio manager can totally use that too so we already know how to utilize it so it's basically just a different logic but the same infrastructure yeah a, a lot of i mean again a lot of the lessons and uh, basic components that we have for the trading bot it would just translate one to one here um and this being a, a future project would uh, uh you know as part of our greater triple confirmation project would be uh would definitely benefit from the price execution uh reference basically that we're going to be building in uh, again due to the usdc dpeg event and uh yeah i mean th- these kinds of lessons are very very valuable for us to learn now uh because these these other products and for us just generally going forward we'll be able to deal with some of these very unforeseen or, or rare, um, but nonetheless significant events in the market in the future, right? Um, I think, because uh, that's one of the things we never really thought about was, let's say OX quotes us a price, and then we say, yeah, we, we don't want more than you know 1% slippage or something. Well, that's fine, but OX didn't actually check that the quoted price is within X percent of the market price on other in other places such as centralized exchanges right this is this is why basically the bot took a trade with an entry price of 23000 despite on coinbase the price being 22300 so there's a 700 dollar discrepancy there now that's really not that big a deal in the grand scheme of of uh trading especially with a strategy that's been uh proven good enough to to overcome those kinds of issues um that kind of deficit but certainly it, it, we don't want to have that be the case going forward or just be um you know have something like that happen again in the future or have something more significant happen so um being able to to reference the the price is a very valuable thing and that's something that we're going to be bringing to tc funds um so you won't have to worry about oh but like all of a sudden you know the the price was different on this on this dex versus uh you know coinbase and ox routed it to this dex that it was very unfavorable price well don't worry (laughs) we're we're building out all of that so that we can even catch those scenarios and never be caught uh flat-footed um we also have uh we've started posting our own articles um Jonas has been running the the Twitter like a madman and did a fantastic job this last weekend uh, keeping everybody up to date on what was going on with Silicon Valley Bank, what was going on with Circle, the USDC, uh, with the Fed's response, with just U.S. officials, all of it. Um, And 
we made this, he made this huge 50, I think it was 53 different tweets all together, which is just a wealth of information um, and kept everybody up to date the entire time. Um, but instead of this just being a, uh, a thread that you, you know, you, you would have to scroll down on Twitter and you might not, uh, might lose track or, or something. We thought it would be nice to, to have the same information in an actual article form and to, to format it a little bit better and be able to explain the whole series of events and what actually happened. Um, every, you know, we're all really busy. We all have other things to do, other obligations, uh, some of us have other jobs or whatever, and it, 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 totally, it's it's a lot to to take in to stay up to date with all of these events and exactly what's going on and how does this impact? How could this impact my portfolio or the greater macro market, whether that's crypto or traditional markets or anything? Um, so having all of that information in one place in an article, nicely formatted article, uh, I think is going to be uh, is, is really nice and super helpful to have. So that if you don't really know exactly you know you could just spend five minutes reading through this and now you basically get the the whole um under more or less the whole understanding of what actually happened uh so we did this with silicon valley bank where we have another article about cbdc's um the the shifting landscape how they're not crypto but people say they're crypto but you know everything along those lines um and going forward we're going to be posting more articles and going through all kinds of uh events different topics in crypto and uh trying to keep it to bite-sized pieces that you can actually uh read through pretty quickly and digest yeah and another thing to add to that we're trying to write these articles in a way that it relates to to us and what is important to our project so you can basically be part of our project and understand the landscape around our project what we're looking at what is important to us, what we think will be future developments in the ecosystem that is important to us. So we will definitely try to not randomly say a new Doge Elon coin is out. You know? We're really trying to make like impactful articles. And maybe we not post one for like three weeks because nothing major happened. And maybe we'll post 10 in a week because some ridiculous developments occurred. You know, But we're really trying to like connect these articles with our project so everything you read here has some meaning to us um and i think this is an awesome way of utilizing knowledge and it saves you time to research stuff that could affect our project because we already provide you what could affect our project so it's just we think it's an awesome tool to have we can build a lot of content out of this we can do twitter um we can use tiktok videos to go over the article very quick you know like in a minute just explain what happens and can use that as a reference point so we hope you guys will enjoy it and share it with your friends and family when they're asking you about stuff right yeah it's also a really good way to to understand as Jonas said kind of uh to phrase it another way third-party risk right what what are the actual uh r potential risk events or uh, other entities or whatever that could have an impact on triple confirmation or the trading bot um yeah but but that we don't control right um exactly. yeah so I, I think that this is probably a pretty good place we've thrown just a gargantuan amount of <laughs> information at you guys um you know i'm i'm pretty long-winded i could talk for another hour but <laughs> i think i think we should probably uh open it up to questions and yeah what do you guys think about how we're doing or do you have any questions or all the rest of it you're free to unmute your mic or to write in the chat both is fine and thank you guys for all being here and for being part of the community for yeah being on this journey with us all together flywater says cool idea helping to allocate people's funds in a responsible way
and bravo to Jonas. The Twitter posts have been fantastic. I like how you use ha- hashtags within the tweets versus all at the end. Well, thank you. Caddy says, are some specific coins already planned for funds allocation? Um, I set up an idea already. Um, I think we will start with the top 10 fund, um, but we will only use one stablecoin, obviously. So we will just do the top 10 projects as the first fund, I think. That's what we're going to do. Or the top eight or whatever we can make happen. But we will definitely start, you know, with the big players. And then we will do some other ones later. Flywater asks, if a user uses a referral code, do you get anything bonus even small? Yep, 2.5% of whatever it is that they purchased goes to you in the pre-sale and they also get a 2.5% on what they purchased. And your referral code can be used unlimited times by unlimited people and yeah, you you can only you can only set it once though just so you know. But you can set it to any text any uh that you want. Yeah. 